Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Doug Christner in New York, 47 past the hour now. Let's get you caught up on markets. We've only got about 12 minutes to go until the closing bell on Wall Street, and we're seeing a rally underway in uh, the tech space. Information technology names like Apple, Apple stock right now up nearly 3%. Also out in front, some of the healthcare companies and financial shares doing uh, well as well. Dow Industrial Average is on track for a record. We're up about six-tenths of 1% right now. S&P 500 ahead by eight-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ would be shy of a record. Even so, we are higher by about 1.4% today. Earlier, we had some hawkish remarks from the president of the New York Fed Bank, Bill Dudley. It seems uh, to kind of echo what we heard last Last week from Fed Chair Yellen Dudley was saying that halting the tightening cycle now would imperil the economy. So this is to suggest that we're going to see many more rate hikes going forward. Uh, back up in bond yields a little bit. Uh, U.S. 10-year Treasury right now at a yield of 2.18%. And so as bond yields drift higher, it's good for the dollar. And the Bloomberg dollar spot index was up about uh, two-tenths of 1% in New York trading. Weakness, though, in the oil space, WTI being hard hit right now off about 1.4% in electronic trading at 44.11 and the price of gold declining just a bit as well the spot price at 12.44.35 you're caught up on markets back to bloomberg markets now with carol masser and Corey johnson we are indeed doug krisner thank you so much time for the bloomberg etf report brought to you by blackrock worried about market volatility minimum volatility strategies may be able to help to learn more please visit blackrock.com slash factors prepared by blackrock investments llc here with the bloomberg etf report bloomberg's katherine cowdery $400 billion is at stake as MSCI's decision on China's A-shares draws closer. That's the word from Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Belchunas. MSCI plans to announce on June 20th whether it intends to include China A-shares in its emerging markets index, which has about $2 trillion benchmarked to it. We're talking about ultimately adding 17% extra China A-share at full inclusion to this index, If you translate that, that is about $300 billion worth of buy orders of institutions that would need A-shares to keep up or track the MSCI Emerging Markets Index. Valtuna says there are two ETFs that will be most affected by MSCI's decision, including one from Deutsche Bank and another, the Crane Shares Becerra MSCI China ETF. We've seen people buying this one for the past couple weeks. It's taken in $50 million, so people are placing the bets in KBA in terms of which would have the most stocks that would be needed to be bought if inclusion happens. Balchuna says there'd be a lag between the announcement and the actual inclusion in the index. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Well, fixed income to live again. Vank Reddy joins us right now, the CEO of Zio Capital Advisors. And uh, Vank, obviously, you're focused on fixed income. Or you, now you have to be after that song. Uh, but I, what specifically, what is, what is Zio Capital? Sure. So Zio Capital is a fixed income um, advisor. We manage a mutual fund that focuses on fundamental investing in sort of the lower risk, low volatility end of the fixed income spectrum. But but I, I'm incredible, obviously. So what's the status of that? I mean, we've, we've seen such um, low interest rates that – that, you know, uh, value investing in credit has got to be like the lowest paying, uh, debt out there right now. It's going to be fine, hard to find opportunities to get any kind of yield. So 
you know, it's it's interesting you ask that question. It, it, it's a good one because because we get it a lot. I think it, it all depends on how much work you're willing to do. So, you know, from our perspective, credit ratings and credit quality are actually two different metrics. And you say the ratings stink. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would just say that they respond to different factors. And so if you're willing to, um, you know, most investors will put together a portfolio of investment grade bonds um, as their way of trying to keep it safe in the fixed income space. The challenge, as you pointed out, is yields are just exceptionally low, especially if you're in the short duration end. Um, but rather than buying a large portfolio of investment grade bonds where you kind of are playing the probabilities of whether, you know, sort of, 80% of them are going to go are going to do well and 20% of them will maybe have some challenges. If you roll up your sleeves and actually look at the underlying companies, you'll find that within the shorter duration space you can go into a little bit higher yielding um sort of areas of the market and and find actual companies, actual issuers that are issuing bonds at higher yields that are that are that are attractive. And that's where we focus is in identifying a subset of the corporate credit universe that um, when you roll up your sleeves and do the work, you can get the similar credit quality that you would get if you just bought a, an index of investment-grade bonds. So that brings you to what then? What kind of opportunities are you seeing right now as a result of that thinking? So you know, one of the things that we find is uh, when you do that, that you can put together a portfolio of, let's say, double B average credits and earn a couple hundred basis points north of what you might get on a traditional sort of short-duration fixed-income investment-grade portfolio – but but the give is there's not you know a thousand of those out there so you have to be willing to actually identify the the top you know five ten fifteen percent of of the universe that that is uh, actually attractive actually gets you the good credit quality um, issuers that you're looking for but for one reason or another um, aren't necessarily um, getting the the investment grade ratings that, that are you sort of betting have. on an upgrade also oh no is- so. At Zio in particular, we, we view ourselves as being, um, we're not trying to be on the right side of a directional move. Because uh, in that case, the, the obvious corollary is you can find yourself on the wrong side of a directional right. move. What we're looking for are good underlying companies that have defensive characteristics. And they can make their coupon. They will make their coupon. And so, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen bond funds that, that kind of look like bonds. They're sort of low volatility, generating income. Um, fixed income has become a bit more of a... Um, Sort of a park your money here. Yeah, you know, well, it's it's been so. For example, the ag, right? I'm 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 constructive on benchmarks and the aggregate, which is how most people benchmark fixed income portfolios, is an index that can be up or down three percent in any given quarter, right? So if you annualize that, that's a that's an equity like return and an equity like risk profile right. using fixed income assets because it's longer duration. So what we found is if you shorten duration and you focus on fundamentals in order to buy. Shorter duration, maybe high, maybe higher yielding bonds. So you, got, you got better performance. So, so what do you what do you screen for then when you're looking at companies? So we're looking for cash flows. We're looking for good, strong underlying defensive business models. We're looking for relatively low leverage, but uh, a business that has a leverage that's appropriate for its business. Right? You looking for cash flow operations or free cash flow? Uh, both, but yeah. primarily we're looking for we're looking for free cash flow that can support a debt debt base. So right. you know, one example would be. Um, if you had uh, a company that could generate enough cash flow that they could they could delever, they continue to reinvest their cash into the into their companies, uh, into their operations. But 
should they choose to, the, the, the rate of delevering is fast enough that they're really reinvesting. They're recapitalizing every time they make a strategic decision, which is, you know, not unlike an overall short duration bond portfolio. Short durations give you the opportunity not just to be defensive. They give you the opportunity to, to reinvest in the current market environment. So if rates are going up, you're going to reinvest. We have companies that can operate similarly because right. they're recapitalizing every time they they roll their. Do you make it crazy when they buy back their debt? When you're kind of enjoying the coupon you're getting from a coupon? Um, maybe a little bit. It, <laughs> it definitely makes it tougher. It, it, it definitely, you know, you're you're constantly looking to redeploy capital into the marketplace. Um, but that that in today's environment, that's an advantage. Like, how do you take into account? The low interest rate environment when you're making your decisions, because that certainly has distorted some investment ideas. And we just got about 35 seconds. Yeah, no worries. So um, you're absolutely right that it has. I think from our perspective, what we look for is we, we because we're aiming for shorter duration uh, securities, uh, we're looking to um, – we're looking to be insulated from whether the environment stays low or whether rates go up. If rates go up, we're going to be reinvesting into the higher yields. And if the environment stays where it is, we're looking for good credits that are going to – they're going to be able to pay their coupons and bonds that are going to be able to mature. And uh, so you know, our goal, again, is not to take advantage of one side or the other. Mm-hmm. It's to have a portfolio that is indifferent to what takes place in the rate environment. Interesting stuff. Thank Reddy, uh, CEO of Zio Capital Advisors right here in San Francisco. Good to see you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, uh, interesting stuff, Carol. Too. Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of like well, that it. search for yield. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I always like a stock picker's market. Maybe I like a bond picker's market too. That's possible. Why not? <laughs> All right, everybody. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.